Greg said he needs is a new courthouse. Now, I propose it should be a modest economical structure. Excuse me one moment. Monks already won by 3,000 more votes than there are voters. Three, make it 20, 30. We don't need a victory, we need a Roman triumph. But we don't have any more ballots. Remember the first rule of politics. The ballots don't make the results. The counters make the results. The counters keep counting. Help, I need somebody. Help, not just anybody. Help, you know I need someone. This is Ed Hoffman, and welcome to the main event. What a week we've had. What a week we've had. We opened up with that clip from the gangs in New York. Hey, the, the voters don't make the the voters don't make the they'll call the election. It's the counters. Just keep on counting. Yeah, but we're out of ballots, and we already have three thousand more uh, more uh, votes than we have voters. Oh, just keep counting them. I think that's what we're seeing, folks. I think that's what we're seeing. I just can't even a uh, fathom what the news is trying to uh tell us happened on uh on i would hate to say tuesday tuesday night or wednesday night or thursday night it's uh friday morning and i'm still i'm still scratching my head going no way no way there's no possible way that this could happen um and then uh that song was the beatles help because i think that's uh how we're all feeling help me if you can i'm feeling down I'm going to try and uh, try and lift you out of that a little bit, give you a little bit of hope, although I'm feeling the same way you guys are, but uh, we'll see. But uh, before we talk about talk about what we witnessed this week, let me introduce myself. My name is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, and there are fantastic opportunities uh, in that the interest rates are still low, they're still holding not sure what the future holds, but if you're interested in getting involved in some of those fantastic opportunities, whether it's to buy a property you don't already own or to refinance one you you do already own, or if you're over 62, you say, hey, I don't know what the future holds. I better look into one of them reverse mortgage things. Call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll free area code 855-640-2020. Uh, I had I had somebody that kept uh, kept emailing me. I say, hey, just call me, call me and and talk to me and let's get this. And and they go, well, what's your number? I don't know eight five five six four zero twenty twenty. So that's uh, one of my regular listeners that listens every week, sends me an email every week, and uh, about uh, her comments on it. And we were we were discussing things like that. But uh, so, hey, if you want to get in touch with me, 855-640-2020. If you want to get in touch, but you don't want to talk on the phone, edhoffman.net. Go to edhoffman.net and uh, click on the Summit Funding logo, and that'll take you to my lending page. There you can uh, put in as much information as you want me to have. Tell me how much information you want back. You'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Cody Bradbury, Brian Goodman, uh, Lance Keisha or Vlad Kinzer will help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. 
Um, if you want to hear anything repeated, also on edhoffman.net, you can click on the podcast page. You can hear this show as well, well several past shows there and uh, and listen to it on demand. You can also get the podcast on SoundCloud or iTunes where you can subscribe for free, have it automatically. We upload them on uh, Friday Friday afternoons and uh, I don't know, an hour later it'll it'll download to your uh, to your device, your computer, your iPhone, your iWatch, your iPad, your iPod, your mini pad, your maxi pad, your puppy pad, anything you can listen to podcasts on. It'll uh, it'll arrive there and be ready for you when at whatever time's convenient for you. Um, follow me on Twitter at Ed Hoffman, where I tweet about current events. I don't know if I should say all week long, sometimes for a few days, and then I don't. Uh, the Facebook page for the main event is facebook.com slash the main event at Hoffman. And if you want to leave comments on the show, email it at ed, email at to ed at edhoffman.net. And uh, I get to see all those. Uh, I see all those emails. And uh, so if you got comments, feel free to uh, send it in. Hey, uh, also on the show today, I have with me uh, my regular sidekick, Scott McPhee, uh, owner and proprietor of Don's Bikes in Rialto and Redlands. Scotty. Ed, it's a damn dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. Yep. So thanks for coming in for the assist here because I don't know that – I just don't know that I have all the answers today. Me neither, Ed. But we'll hold each other up and we'll get through it. Exactly, exactly. So let's talk about the election night coverage. Well, election night coverage. So um, 2020 election is not quite over. Here's the most current results as of Friday morning. Biden won every state in the union. Um, I don't believe I buy that crap. Um, as of Friday morning, when I woke up, uh, they gave him uh, all of a sudden. So let me let me let me back it up. Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, I think I think I finally went to sleep about twelve thirty or one after they'd stopped counting, and we were up by like three hundred thousand votes in Pennsylvania, and about uh, uh, two hundred thousand votes in Michigan, and about one hundred and fifty thousand votes in uh in or maybe a little bit less in uh wisconsin or in wisconsin wisconsin and uh michigan maybe had those back but we were a couple hundred thousand votes up in each a couple hundred thousand votes uh probably a narrower narrower margin in north carolina georgia was a little bit narrower but trump was up in everything i uh i posted on facebook and i said and i said uh i said all these states are uh are uh are too close, too close to call tonight. And they stopped counting. Why would they stop counting? You got 94, 92% of the, of the votes counted. Why would you stop? They yeah, never kinda, stop. Yeah. It kind of reminds me, you know, when they turned off the cameras and Jeffrey Epstein's cell, you know, like the cameras weren't working and nobody was around. Oh, nothing happening here. The guard's got to take a break. Nothing's happening here, Ed. Exactly. And not only did the guard take a break, but they turned the cameras off. Right. Why would that happen? I don't know. Uh, and you know, why would they stop vote? Why would they stop voting? Why would they stop counting the votes? And why wouldn't they call them? Because they called they called some of the some of the states real early. I think about Virginia. They you know was very beginning of the night. And I'm going. They only got 10 percent of the vote in, and they already called it for Biden. And the numbers that I see show show Trump up like 60 60 some percent to 30 some percent. How are they calling that one for Biden? And I'm just going, this doesn't make any sense to me. And I sat there and watched it. Okay, well, they must they must know some things um, that aren't showing up on the numbers yet. And it was uh, frustrating, to say the least. 
As we talked about off the air, it kind of reminds you of the Al Franken race, doesn't it, Ed? It was yeah. Al Franken versus Norm Coleman. Norm Coleman has this thing locked down, right? And it's like pretty much over. And then I don't know, what was it? A 1975 Toyota Corolla shows up with a couple of, you know, thousand votes in it. And they all happen to be for Al Franken. Isn't that a coincidence? Yeah, exactly. How can, how can you have a box of votes for anybody and have every single one going one direction? That doesn't make any sense. Doesn't, doesn't make any make, sense. It's, you know, it's statistically impossible. And uh, so here's here's what's being challenged by the president. Um, uh, with, let's start with Wisconsin. Wisconsin was called for Biden on Wednesday, Wednesday when he led by only twenty thousand votes. Seems like a uh, see, well, like I said, he was up on Wednesday, Tuesday night. Tuesday night, Trump was ahead. But when then we woke up Wednesday morning, and all of a sudden Biden's ahead. I understand that, but he he led by twenty thousand votes uh, Wednesday morning, uh, not Wednesday morning, early morning, not like uh, you know two in the morning, because sometime around sometime around uh, three or four, uh, in walked one hundred thirty eight thousand votes. We'll talk about talk that talk about that more in a second. Seems like a pretty good reason for Trump campaign to request a recount. That is recount territory. Um, super tight race. We are monitoring the returns as we speak. It is within one percent. That is recount territory. Scotty, Ed, uh, you know, obviously this is still playing out. You know, we're watching. We're actually right now in a historical moment of our country. Obviously, history is being played out right in front of our eyes. But certainly, what what everybody's thinking right now, or what a lot of us are thinking, if what we're seeing is massive voter fraud right in the middle of our face, then we no longer live in the United States. We live in some kind of funky banana republic, like there's so many of those throughout the world where, you know, our votes don't count. And we don't live in a democratic, you know, republic. We live in, I don't, I don't know what we live in, actually. We live in an alternative place where if you have enough power and influence like the tech companies do and the combined forces of the media and Hollywood and academia have all pulled together and they can pull off this kind of stuff, this isn't the United States that we thought we lived in. Correct. and. Uh... And I see, I see things, I think I see some potential, potentially, um, I just don't see how this can happen. And I don't see, and it's just like Trump said that uh, mail-in voting is going to create opportunity for gigantic fraud. And he was right. And I, we have hundreds of stories of it, of it. You see it all. I know uh, when, uh, when I voted, I voted, I put it, they put in the thing puts up the electronic thing and said it's not hooked to the internet. You do it, then you print out your vote. And so it, I put in all my stuff. I reviewed all the, all the choices I made. It prints out a, a printout. And then I take the printout, stick it in the ballot box. And I say, well, how does, how does, how, what keeps anybody from taking these, this ballot that I got in the mail and voting that too? She goes, well, when we went in the computer, we voided it out. We voided it out. So if someone was to send that one in again, um, it would show that that you've already voted. Well, I went on this uh, uh, ballot tracker website, and it says my vote that says my my uh, my uh, ballot is still in the mail. Well, mm. I don't I don't understand that. Yeah, how is this 2020 
and we seem to have this archaic system that obviously is not working because how many days after the election are we now? And we're all still kind of in limbo. And look, nobody's happy from this either. I mean, it, it's kind of like both sides are very upset because there's no definitive winner. I mean, Biden could have already called it at this point. Well, that's fine. But but nobody's really feeling like th this was definitely no landslide for the Dems. I mean, if anything, this thing was raised or close, even if that's assuming that these votes were legitimate, but looking highly unlikely that that's the case. Uh, that is that. And, and how do we fix that? I have some ideas. I have some ideas, start a whole new vote, but except for just to make sure, you know, every time, and every time we, we suggest this, they say, they say, Hey, you're just trying to suppress votes. Well, why doesn't any, why doesn't the other side want to make sure that the vote is, is legitimate and it's, and it's accurate. You know, everybody bring in your ID, everybody vote. No, no two months worth of vote, you know, and hey, we don't have all these absentee votes coming in. Wait, you guys were getting you were getting these mail in votes since the beginning of September. You guys haven't counted them yet. Yeah. Well, and part of my concern, too, is if, in fact, fraud has occurred, how do you prove this? I mean, how do you prove this? Look, back in the old days, I don't know how long, how long ago was this? You stand up, you stand in line on Election Day and you vote. And that's the way it is. And if you can't leave your house, you can ask for an absentee ballot. But other than that, that's it. We didn't get all these ballots that were just that just showed up in our in our mailbox. You know, I mean, that was that's how the thing was supposed to. Be. It was simple and easy. And I'm sure there was still some fraud that went on there. But this just uh, the whole system stinks. And the fact we don't even have clear cut answers at this point is, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Exactly. And, uh, you know, they people are talking about, hey, you know, American Idol. Uh, does 130 million votes uh, during the commercial break when you when you do that of course they're not checking anything meaningful meaningful to to anybody's life uh or certainly not to the to the lives of our collective country on that but uh you know california has is the biggest biggest state in the in the union and we called that like four minutes after eight o'clock after the polls closed how come they can't do the other ones uh, you know, three days, three days later, I'm, I'm confused. Let's go on. Let's go on to Michigan. Michigan was called for Biden Thursday, Thursday, and the Trump campaign filed a suit to halt the vote until they were given access to watching the polls. Because what happens when poll watchers are denied access, you get this situation, which you may or may not know about. Twitter is censoring anyone trying to trying to report it. So uh, Sean, uh, Sean Davis uh, posted, um, so this is what he actually posted. So while everyone was asleep, after everyone went home, Democrats in Michigan magically found 138,339 votes. All 138,339 of those votes magically went to Biden. And, and that doesn't look suspicious at all. Twitter blocked it by saying some or all of the content shared in this tweet is, is disputed and might be misleading about an election or civic process. Um, I actually got a couple of those on stuff that I posted, but you can see uh, Tuesday night, Tuesday night, uh, Michigan was showing uh, Donald Trump, 2,200,902 votes. Um, and at the same time, Biden was showing 1,992,356. So it was 51.64% to 46.75. When we woke up in the morning, it said Donald Trump, 2,200,902 votes. The same thing it was when we went to sleep except for Joe Biden went up to 2,130,695 still behind, but all of a sudden he just, he just gained 138,000 votes and, yeah, Trump didn't, and Trump didn't get any. Yeah. It, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. 
Um, yeah, and, and when you think about it, too, I mean, just forgetting all of this, the polling, which obviously was very wrong, no matter who wins this election, the polling was way off. But I mean, just looking at the energy, the energy and all of these swing states, the size of Trump rallies everywhere he went versus the size of the Biden rallies, the Kamala rallies. There's just nobody there. I mean, the energy level alone was massive. So it just it just doesn't add up, man. Doesn't add up. I've talked to people I know in in Arizona and they are pissed. Um, they are angry. Um, they don't know. Uh, you know, they they're solid red over there. And uh, you can say you can say that, hey, all the people from California moving to Arizona turned it blue, except for the people in California that are moving out are the are the Republicans. They're not the Democrats. The Democrats love all the free stuff. So I don't I don't buy that. Uh, Donald Trump Jr. had had these comments to make between 75, 100,000. In some cases, I guess there was one twenty three point five thousand ballots show up. Not one single Trump voter. Does anyone believe that this is possible? Because it's not. It's a statistical impossibility. And yet it's happening not just once, but over and over again. This is the kind of nonsense that has to stop. You know, yeah. Ed, one thing I want to also chime in, and it's that when you have all of tech in your pocket, when you have all of the mainstream news, when you have academia, you have all these forces, that's got to be worth like a 10-point lead just by itself. So the fact that it was even this close, even with voter fraud, is, I think, astounding. Yep, it's, uh, it's and and I don't know how, any, how anybody can can deny it, um, but apparently they're, they're trying to deny that there's a problem here. Uh, on to Pennsylvania now. Remember, this is the state that got the Supreme Court to rule they could have three extra days to count ballots due to the coronavirus. So if I remember correctly, um, just a just a couple of weeks ago, a um, couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, uh, Trump was saying, hey, maybe we need to uh, delay the election till coronavirus is till we have a, a vaccine for coronavirus. And they're all saying, hey, could he constitutionally change the election date? Oh no, he couldn't do that. It's never been done. Can't can't do that. But now here, Pennsylvania moved the election date to Friday, the sixth. So we don't have. So you can have have the votes come in till till Friday. So uh, uh, and due to coronavirus. So you you know you would think they would say, hey, for coronavirus, you don't get to go up. You have to fill out your ballot and then hand it in, and someone's going to check your ID at the car and they're going to uh, verify blah, blah, blah. There's going to be some kind of, some kind of uh, social distancing involved, but allow people to do a drive up thing and not drop in, you know, hundred thousand ballots at one time. Um, but now that, but now the, the state of Pennsylvania is able to do that. Not the uh, not, but not the president of the United States. So after election night, they still had a million mail-in votes uncounted. Well, a million mail-in votes should take about an hour based on how they how they do these things. Um, but that was it took until till this morning, till this morning, Friday morning, and all of a sudden, uh Pennsylvania went from being a two hundred thousand, two or three hundred thousand ballots uh up for Trump to now they show Biden's in the lead by like six or eight thousand, six or eight thousand votes. I have to call BS on that one. Um, so they still had these a million, uh, Trump's Trump still led by 97,000 votes by, uh, on Thursday night, but somehow in the morning it went from 97,000 to Trump to 
like six or 8,000 to Biden. I'm just not, but you know, the things that happen while we're sleeping. Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, obviously uh, there's a lot of things that make you think that this election election is suspect. One of the things that we're going to talk about as well is that the fact that these poll watchers weren't allowed to watch Ed, uh, they were being told to stand away. They were, they were covering up windows of buildings. You know, we're seeing that all over the internet as well. Um, there's just a lot of strange stuff going on out there. You know, there's, there's, pictures of Biden trucks with ballots in the back. I don't know if that's fake or real. I don't know where that comes from. Um, it's just, uh, there's just a lot of weird things that don't make any sense. Exactly. The campaign got a judge to rule that they could observe the rest of the ballot, ballot counting on Wednesday. But guess what? They had to stay six feet away from the counters. Thursday morning, several Trump campaign surrogates gave press conference in the battleground states. Two of them, Pam Bondi, who is the uh, attorney general of Florida, and Corey Lewandowski, um, were in Pennsylvania. We cannot count the votes properly. What's happening is they have moved the barrier up to six feet, but they took away the ballot machines that were in the front row and moved them to the back of the building. Your legal votes must be tabulated, and they're not doing that. What are you hiding? Open up the doors, let us in, let us six feet away so that we can have a free and fair election. Yeah, exactly. If the if the uh, if the Democrats are legit, if the Democrats are legit and they want they want to be transparent, why are they not letting people in? Why are they? Hey, they put up the six feet, six foot borders and move the, the ballot counting machines to the back of the room. So there's no way you could see it. What is the what is the issue there? Yeah, what are they hiding it? I mean, obviously, and if if in fact fraud has happened, how do you at this point go back and prove it? And that's, I hate to say it, but this is out of our hands. You know, this is goes to the attorneys that Trump's got. I mean, surely they should have been anticipating this. I mean, I could have told you something like this would happen four years ago, Ed. I mean, this is yeah. how the left rolls. It's whatever it takes to get elected. They don't play by the rules, Ed. They don't play by the rules. Nope. And, uh, you know, uh, Travis Allen, when he was running for governor, said, hey, if ballot, ballot harvesting is legal, then then the Republicans need to get better at it, better at it than the Democrats are. Because, hey, they're cheating, then we need to cheat, too. And I, but I just don't think I just don't think that Republicans want to they want they want to they don't want to do it dishonest. And if you're not if you're not capable of being uh, corrupt, then you're just not going to be able to beat someone who's corrupt. Um, even fair and square, you see all you see. I mean, I was, I was at, I was at one of uh, Trump's uh, rallies in uh, Bullhead city. And even with the, uh, with uh, the Senator uh, Martha McSally, she walked in and people were cheering. Martha, Martha, everyone was cheering. She's popular in, in Arizona. And somehow she got swamped by uh by uh mark kelly uh the democrat uh astronaut so i'm not feeling that i'm not just not feeling it on to arizona while we're talking about it if you're watching fox news that night then you know they prematurely called arizona for biden um you know it was you know and by and arizona is a solid red state so but they called it early uh, this is a huge problem because two thirds of the state's voting population was not even counted yet, including the very Republican area of Maricopa County. As of Thursday, uh, there were still 300,000 ballots yet to be counted in Maricopa. Here's Trump surrogate David Bossie in Arizona. Look, after tonight, the margin is going to be much smaller. And so when they prematurely called it, 
It was a bigger number, but it was only 70 some odd percent in. It was an irresponsible thing to have done. And we're here to protect the vote of the Arizona people. Yeah, the people I know in Arizona are, are mad. Um, and if you're watching social media and anybody talking about Arizona, you can see it. As of a Friday, there's 225,000 votes still left to count. 225,000 votes should take about five minutes um, with all those people counting. Hey, we're all out of time for the first half of the main event. Let's uh, let's push off uh, the rest of this into the second half. Stay tuned for five minutes of traffic, weather, commercials, and sports, and we'll be right back with you. We now continue with our election night. I bet the exit polls already have us by 10 points. So after the events of last night, a slight shift in voter sentiment was expected, but no one anticipated this. Early this morning, this photo was released, linking Mike Donnelly to the scene of the Pierce County Recreation Center fire. The arson accusations against the disgruntled former employee came at the worst possible time for his brother Al Donnelly's drive to the governor's mansion. Governor Tracy is about to claim victory. Colin, it's all my it fault. Sure only a portion of the votes my brother lost Not his election because of me. As you Cowlitz County, Tracy wins by 280. Oh. Garfield County, Tracy 1048, Donnelly 834. Tracy won Garfield County. A lot of good our grassroots campaign did up there, right? 1048 to 834. That's 1882 votes. There's only 1502 voters up in Garfield County. Something isn't right. Help! I need somebody. Help! Not just anybody. Help! You know I need someone. And welcome back to part two of the main event. My name's Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk a lot about real estate and finance, but there's a lot of stuff going on in real estate and finance. Interest rates are low and, uh, you know, it's a great time to buy. It's a great time to refinance. It's a great time if you're over 62 thinking about a, re- a reverse mortgage uh, that maybe uh, free up some of your uh, your financial uh, uh, flexib- flexibility in your retirement years. If you're interested in finding out more about that, call me toll free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, day or night, toll free, area code 855-640-2020. Open up part two with that uh, that uh, scene from a movie called Black Sheep with uh, Chris Farley and David Spade. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's a pretty funny one, but you know, it's uh, I thought about all the all the voter fraud movies I could find. And so uh, that, that one I felt was uh, apropos. Uh, if you, if you're just joining us in the, for the second half and you didn't hear the first half, then you probably don't know that on the show with me today is uh, my sidekick, Scott McPhee from uh, owner of Don's bikes in Rialto and Redlands, Scotty. Ed, good to be back in the house, man. All right. So, uh, so we've been talking about, Oh, before we go on, you said you had a interesting comment from one of your friends. Well, yeah, you know, and I, I do believe it's important to have friends on the left to have people that you communicate with on that side of the aisle, because it's always good to get their perspective. Like I want to get inside their head, right? I want to know what's, what's in your head that you would vote for somebody like Joe Biden. So I asked a simple question. I said, tell me one Joe Biden policy that he will implement that you think will make the country better. And his first answer is, well, at least we don't have to listen to any more of those GD tweets out of Trump. And I said, wait a minute, that's not a policy. That may be something that bothers you, but that's not going to help the country better. Can you give me one concrete policy that will make the country better? And he said, well, at least we won't cozy up to white supremacists. I'm like, 
dude, there's no more white supremacists left. The Klan's gone. When's the last time you've seen somebody with a hood on their head, correct? That, that, does, that, that doesn't exist. There's no white supremacy movement anywhere in the United States. Can you please answer the question? And he couldn't. I couldn't get one solid, decent answer. Maybe if I talked to somebody with a little bit more of a brain, I don't know, maybe they would have given me a good answer. But I don't know where, you know, this is not so much about a vote for Biden for them as much as it is about a hatred for Donald Trump. I think there's no no doubt about that. Um, but, you know, again, what, where's their ideas? How are they going to take this country in a better direction? And I, I have no idea if, in fact, Joe Biden wins, which, again, this still remains to be played out. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm uh, questioning as to even if even if you don't like Trump, even if you don't like him. How could how could even half the country think that Biden is capable of running this country? I mean, you can run a lemonade stand, let alone the country. And I think most people, if they're honest, say that he's out of it. And I think and I think about uh, how I run my business and. You have people come and, hey, I need a signature on this, I need a signature on this, I need a signature on this. And I don't have to be immersed in every little department in our in our company. But when we when someone brings me something and says, hey, I need to sign this because this is stuff that we have to do for this this new law or this new this or we're doing that. And I look at it and I say, wait, wait a minute. Why does this make sense? What are we spending money on this for? Um, what is the point? What is the point of this? Or why are we making that move? Well, I, I, th- I think the fact of the matter is Joe's not going to be running the country. He can't. But and the, the big question is who will be running the country? And that's the big dark secret. We don't know. Apparently, it's probably this swamp, which is bigger and stronger than even Trump imagined, I think. That, at least that's what it's looking right now. And how and how do we reconcile that we don't even know who's going to run the country? We don't know if they have any common sense. We don't know what their uh, what their motivation is. I mean, we, we know enough about uh, what Biden did with China and what Biden did with Ukraine. And you know, we're just going to sweep that all under the rug. Well, yeah, there's, an, there's enough dirt out there in Biden where he could be impeached, which I think would actually be fine with the left. I mean, all, all Joe has to do is just get elected and then they'll take it from there. I think Bernie Sanders actually said that to the, uh, the squad on some kind of a uh, Zoom call. It's like, hey, look, all we got to do, we just got to get Joe in there. We'll take it over from there. And I think I think that's probably the case. Yeah, I think about uh, some of the some of these things. You know, all four members of the squad got reelected. They had they had some good some good competition. The people of Queens, New York, have to be have to be ticked at AOC for driving out Amazon out of out of their town, which would have driven all their property values up, which would have re would have would have changed Queens from kind of a not very nice place to a super nice place by bringing all these high dollar jobs into it. And uh, these people could have cashed in on it. And, you know, she's, she, she just has her head up her butt when it came to uh, what, Hey, you know what, we're going to cut them, cut $3 billion worth of, worth of taxes. We could do a lot with that $3 billion besides give it to Amazon. Well, guess what? You don't have $3 billion. They're bringing in $30 billion of tax money. You're getting, you're enticing them in with a, with a 10% discount for the first 10 years. Uh, so and that's instead of instead of spending 3 billion, you lost 27 billion. You know, the people of New York in that in that district have to be conscious of that. I know the guy uh, Joe Collins that ran against Maxine Waters ran an excellent campaign. I mean, I even sent money into him to unseat Maxine Waters and you can't tell me that the people of of uh, of 
I don't even know what the name of that name of that area because it's part of Torrance and part of some really crappy areas of, of Los Angeles. I don't know how how that how that thing got divided up, but it's uh you know I you know he's showing showing people on the maps. Hey, here's our district. Here's where Maxine Waters uh, lives a few miles outside of the district, and she's in a six million dollar mansion. And uh, and he's going, hey, I live here. I was a I was a victim of a drive by shooting here. I did this. I did that. And very effective, very effective. And, uh, you know, he's getting asked on TV, TV uh, shows and, and, uh, he's all over the internet and he didn't even get close. Right. That happened in Eric Early's race as well. I was actually at the uh, election night party for him and, uh, he ran against Adam shift and it was another blowout, like 75%, I think went to shift 25% went to Eric Early. Um, you know, the one thing that's clear, too, from all of this is that the power of the censors was unbelievable. I mean, the matter of censor, I guess Twitter is even censoring President Trump at this point. They figure they can get away with anything. And it just makes me think how precious and special talk radio is, Ed, because this is the one area or one of the few remaining arenas where you can talk smack and we don't have people censoring us. I mean, there's certain dirty words we can't use, but we can pretty much say we can speak our minds and we don't have to worry about Twitter or Facebook or YouTube coming in and shutting us down. And that's just not the case in the majority of media out there right now, certainly yep. social media. So uh, let's talk. We've been talking about all the all the uh, all the swing states and how all the controversy out there. We left out. We left out Nevada. Um, Joe Biden leads by about 12,000 votes and the Trump campaign filed a lawsuit Thursday after learning that approximately 10,000 voters had lived in the state for less than 30 days. And that's one of the rules in Nevada. You have to prove you've resided in Nevada for at least 30 days. Uh, here's Trump surrogate uh, Rick Grinnell in Las Vegas on Thursday. We are filing this federal lawsuit to protect legal voters. It is unacceptable in this country to have illegal votes counted. And that is what's happening in the state of Nevada. Yeah, I just uh, don't know how I just don't know how the how the votes keep coming in. As of Friday morning, votes are still being counted in Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, North Carolina and Pennsylvania. California uh, tallied up their whole their whole state in four minutes. But these other states can't do it. They're they're at four days now. Uh, here's here's Newt Gingrich with some comments he made yesterday. This morning, got one alleging that there were 1,400 dead people uh, voting in Michigan. Uh, we've begun checking at the first 10 people we looked up, in fact, were dead and did vote quite successfully. Uh, and so we're now going through the whole list of 1,400. Uh, we've had all sorts of, of strange things happening. Uh, from a Georgia perspective, uh, Savannah magically finds 15,000 votes that they had somehow misplaced. Um, I have grave doubt. Uh, you know, you can talk all you want to about what they finally did in Philadelphia several days after they had a court order insisting that they do it. But in, in Fulton County, Georgia, for example, they were blocking people from coming as observers. Uh, in some parts of the country, they actually were putting up uh, covers of the windows so you couldn't even look in. And I just would suggest to you that there's an awful lot of this kind of thing going on. Allegations that are at, least at, at, at a minimum have to be thoroughly looked at before you can say that this election is over. Yeah. And the last, uh, the last uh, thing that I've, I've been seeing and the last glimmer of hope is that uh, there's, I've seen a bunch of different posts 
and people have been forwarding it to me about a uh, potentially that Trump foresaw this and had all the votes, uh, had all the ballots uh, with a watermark and some kind of blockchain uh, way of tracking them so that after the votes get done, and I've heard some people say, you know, if you, uh, if you read the book, The Art of War by Sansu, um, that uh, uh, they say, hey, you, you, let, you, let your, you let your enemy finish what he's doing, finish what they're doing, hang themselves, and then you go in and, and with your secret weapon and, and, uh, and push him into the corner. And, uh, and so that they're letting all the votes be counted and do all that stuff, and then they're going to come through and say, hey, now we're going to do the recounts, and now we're going to check for watermarks so that we can show you all the fraudulent votes. And uh, and because of the blockchain, which if you're familiar with Bitcoin, how they do blockchain, um, if they use the blockchain technology, they can tell where every ballot went, who it went to, blah, 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 all that stuff. And they'll be able to track them all down. Um, I just don't know. I just don't know if that I'm hoping that's real. I'm hoping that's real, but I just don't. I don't know how. I mean, I took my took my ballot and sent it and walked in and said, I, I don't want to do this mail-in ballot. I want to. And I said, do I do I tear it in half now? She goes, well, we can either shred it for you or you can take it and shred it because of COVID. We don't we certainly don't want to get COVID off of a ballot. And um, and then I said, said, well, how do, how does what keeps someone from voting this one? She goes, oh, because we voided out in the computer. And uh, so anybody tries to use that, it'll be, it'll be uh, voided out so that it won't count. I just don't see that because I went on uh, Ballot Tracker and it doesn't know that I voted. It says my ballot's still in the mail. So I don't know. It's, uh, I'm hoping this stuff is somewhat true. Yeah, well, we'll find out. I mean, the big question that we're obviously that's being brought up here is how do you prove this? If this has happened... To what extent? We don't know. But how do you go back and prove it? At the very least, the kind of things that Newt Gingrich is talking about are violations of federal law, and people need to go to jail over that. Yep, they do. They need to, people need this. Whether Trump wins or it doesn't win, um, this needs to be fixed for our country. Otherwise, where do we live? What is this place? Some other, some, another thought I had is if this goes down, um, and I was watching Steve Bannon on the war room, uh, yesterday morning or the day before, and he's talking about, we owe it to all the people who have died in war to, to protect our, our freedom and our liberties. We owe it to them to rise up against this. And if we see this happening to not just lay down and, and say, okay, well, I guess we lost this one. And, uh, uh, and, and I hope that, I hope that everybody does Hope that everybody does because this is a fight that's worth fighting. Um, I mean, you and I, we have we have plenty of money, and we could uh, we could you know, hey, if it's if it gets bad here, we'll just go somewhere else. Um, I don't know where we go exactly, but I also I also foresee uh, a potential of a lot of states wanting to secede from the union. If this stuff goes down, what happens if uh, uh, Arizona to let's say Florida? And uh, Texas up to maybe North Dakota. If you got that whole Midwest section, say, hey, we don't want to be part of the United States anymore. We want to start our own country. Well, yeah. And I, I think also coming back to your point, it does look like President Trump does plan on fighting this all the way. And I'm not even sure what all the way means. Is this going to go to the Supreme Court? I, I don't know. I mean, there's been talk about that. What's that going to look like? What can the Supreme Court actually rule on? I don't know. This, this is what we're watching unfold in front of our very eyes. 
Um, I do want to say one thing, because I know you and I, we talked about our feelings as a part of you didn't want to do the show today. Uh, I know exactly how you feel. And a lot of people are listening or feeling that as well. Um, and I just want to say a few things to everybody. I mean, it's okay to feel sad and depressed. I mean, I have a master's in psychology, doesn't necessarily help me escape feelings, but I do, I do try and deal with them as best I can feel sad, feel depressed. It's okay to sit with that. Um, but also remember that, look, we're all here. We're alive. Um, we've got our, our families, our friends, uh, and everybody can do something. We're all part of this drama, which is unfolding right now in front of our eyes, but we all have controls of our little sphere. We all have our spheres of influence. Do everything you can. This country's too precious to let, even if Joe Biden becomes president, look, there's still resistance to this kind of stuff out there. And again, we're talking about what, what are the good news? The good news is we still have the Senate. It looks like as of this point right now, unless something else weird happens, we did pick up some congressional seats too. Ed, and those are some things, at least small things that we can feel good about at this point. Yeah. Um, the other side is, I know I got a, I got a, uh, a text from pastor Matt Brown um, Wednesday he said, how are you doing? And I said, let's see, I'm, I'm mad and I'm hopeful and, uh, I'm, you know, I'm mad about what I see going on in front of us and you can, you know, it's BS and, uh, I'm still hopeful, hopeful that this all works its way out. And, um, and you know, it's, it's like we discussed when Matt was on our, on our show, you know, it, it's, uh, God's in control still. So it's just, it's just, sometimes it's, it's hard to just focus on that and see what's going on, see what's yeah. going on. I guess, I guess I need to, uh, uh, dig into my faith a little heavier. Yeah, no, I think, I think for sure. I know for me, I went out yesterday, I just drove out to uh, an area near Lake Silver and I just sat on a bunch of rocks for about an hour, got the hell away from everybody for about an hour. It was actually kind of a nice thing to do just to get, turn the TV off, turn your phone off. Just don't pay any attention to the news for, just go out and chill somewhere. That's my recommendation to everybody. Take some chill time to yourself because at the end of the day, there's things we can control, like the things I'd mentioned, your little sphere of influence in the world. And there's also things that you can't control. And sometimes you just got to give up on stuff. Look, this is in God's hands. We can't control these things. Let's just do the best we can with the things that we can control. Exactly. So uh, we have a few other things here that we uh, that we we're going to talk about. Uh, um, it's pretty, you know, even if Biden wins, it's pretty clear by now that the polling data indicated that he would win in a landslide. Um, which was way off base. And since the media markets, it's prediction based on polling, the media was way off, off base as well. 2016, the polls showed Hillary Clinton uh, beating Trump in Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Trump ended up beating him in all of those, beating her in all those. Uh, here's what the polls got wrong. This time, Florida, Trump won Florida by three and a half points this year. Four years ago, he won it by only 1.1, which means he tripled his margin. Uh, the poll said that Joe Biden was winning by two and a half points. Fail. Uh, Ohio poll showed Biden narrowly winning by one point, but Trump ended up winning by eight points. Uh, fail for them. Iowa, almost the same story. The poll showed Trump only had a two-point advantage over Biden, but he uh, carried it by eight points. Fail. Biden's overall lead throughout October, Real Clear Politics had Biden leading by 51 to 42, uh, about nine points. And on Sunday, some national polls had Biden leading by a whopping 11 points. Now we know Biden's lead was much, much narrower at 50.4 to 47.9, but I still don't even believe that. I just don't even believe that because you can't believe all the, all the, uh, the, all the phony ballots in there. Um, but guess what state isn't in there? Uh, say it with me, Florida, Trump won Florida on election night with 51% of the vote. 
Um, they did. They thought that they thought that uh, black and Latino voters uh, that Trump hated black and Latino people and and they were going to turn on him. But they actually came out for for Trump. Um, I know the 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 Cuban people down there. They they understand Cuba. They understand Venezuela. Uh, they don't want that in our country. And uh, and I think uh, they were just way off on what was going to happen. Um, you can imagine the CNN host had a hard time wrapping their minds around this. When we talk about demographics, we often sort of talk about it in a way that where we're saying all, all demographics benefits uh, the, de- the Democrats, but that's not always the case. Mm-hmm. In Florida, Joe Biden is struggling because he's struggling with le- Latino voters. That happens. Elections change. Constituencies change. Uh, Donald Trump doing better, perhaps, with African-Americans, with Latinos. It's a very complicated, diverse Latino community in Miami-Dade. Donald Trump thinks he can do better down here with Cubans, with other Latino votes, especially Latino men. We'll see if that's the case. Of course, there's also different kinds of Latino voters, for example. There's Latino voters Mm -hmm. uh, who are largely Cuban-American and Venezuelan-American in in southern Florida. Uh, And then there's Latino voters who are largely Mexican-American in Arizona. And and it's a very diverse group politically uh, in in, in addition to where their ancestors are from. Trump may perform better among African-Americans, especially among Latino men. Joe Biden's performing better with white, blue-collar workers and with senior citizens. This is somewhat concerning, but it could be the quirks of 2020. Ed, do you think, yeah. that, do you think CNN has any idea that if Trump loses, they're done? I mean, their ratings are entirely because of Donald Trump. If he's gone, CNN's done along with MSNBS. I mean, they're both like non-existent at this point. I know. Does anybody realize that what's done? Jobs in the... I mean, if he follows through on what his promises are, Anything, anything uh, connected with uh, the, with oil is gonna is gonna go bye bye. Our energy independence, our gas prices are gonna go up. Our uh, our you know the car business is gonna go away, and uh, you know airline travel, everything's everything's gonna go away. But all these green all these green jobs are gonna come in. We heard that same BS from Obama four years ago, or I'm sorry, uh, twelve years ago. So. If these things all come to pass, we're going to be single-handedly trying to save save the the globe from climate change, while all the other countries just stomp on us economically, militarily, and uh, it's just sad, sad for our, sad for for our uh, our uh, our our kids and our grandkids. Yeah, no, that- it is sad, and obviously this thing still needs to play out. We don't we don't know where this is finally going to end, Ed. We don't know. Because again, maybe it does go to the Supreme Court. Maybe there are some legal challenges that are upheld. And maybe Donald Trump actually wins after all. I mean, that's still right now, as you and I are talking, within the realm of possibility. Um, And I would also add, too, uh, we did pick up some of those congressional seats. What does that mean and why is that significant? Well, it could mean that in 2022, we actually take back the House because statistically, there's a lot more Democrat seats up for grabs in that election than there was this time around. So lots of things still playing out. Yep. So got to got to keep a uh, positive, positive outlook for it. And, you know, there's no one that would fight this, fight the fight on this stuff like Trump will. And uh, you know what? Uh, I believe I believe God wanted Trump in there because there is all kinds of stuff wrong in our in our government. And he's the only one that could that would dig down and get rid of it. And of course, the uh, uh, the the satanic uh, Democrats are uh, are just fighting harder and dirtier to uh to make sure that he goes out because they're all gonna come they're all gonna come falling down if if he does his uh all his future stuff um 
after after all this stuff happened, CNN had to make sure their audience stayed calm uh, every uh, every time they called another state for Trump on uh, on Tuesday night. Um, here's what CNN had to try to do to calm them down. It's not going to be an easy, early, quick night for people. These votes are coming in little by little. It could take a while and it is bearing out. And what I'm hearing from Democrats in particular over and over, text after text, Let's just wait and see what happens up north. We don't know. Everyone needs to just take a deep breath. Out. Which is hard. We, I mean, look, yeah. this is this is a nation that is that is on edge. So it's understandable. We're very early in the county in Michigan right now. A long way to go. And so, again, if you're looking at the map from home, you say, if you're a Republican, you say, wow. If you're a Democrat, you say, uh oh, but we're not. And when you see red Pennsylvania, red Michigan and red Wisconsin, we are very, 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 very early in the count there. We cannot emphasize enough. We're nowhere close to the finish line in any of those states, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan. We need to count votes, and some of those counts could take until tomorrow. If you're a Democrat, this frightens you. If you're a Republican, it overjoys you. And we just need to keep saying, and you can get mad at us, you can get mad at the coronavirus, you can get mad at local election officials, you can get mad at anybody you want, uh, but it's simply the way the process works. Yeah, it's, uh, that, was, uh, that was Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. It's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game now because it was clear Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, Trump, Trump had it. Somehow uh, all those uh, extra trunk, trunk loads of uh, votes changed the dynamic. Yeah, I think a Scotty. lot of Democrats were also bummed. They weren't able to go out and get a new pair of Nikes or a flat screen TV, you know, since oh, yeah. this thing's been delayed. Yeah, so they're not, they're not able to riot and go get some free stuff, you know, uh, setting some things on fire. Yeah, it's a, it's anyway. So let's let's try to stay positive, folks. Uh, we're out of time for this uh, for this episode. Final thoughts, uh, Scotty? Um, yeah, I think uh, stay positive, people. Stay positive. Um, you know, go out, have your little mental health breaks. You know, go do things that make you happy. Spend time with your family. Turn off the freaking TV for some extended periods of time. Nothing you can do at this point, but stay positive. There's always still hope, Ed. Yep, there is. Uh, that so what we do have is hope. Uh, regardless of uh, regardless of what the, they keep saying on TV. Hey, anyway, we're all out of time. I, as I said, Scott, thanks for joining me this week. Always a pleasure, Ed. And uh, thank for you, thank you guys for listening to the main event. My name is Ed Hoffman, and I'll be back again with you next week. The opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California DRE ID number 1012658, Arizona MLO license number 0926439, branch NMLS ID number 1841782, Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 0925837, Equal Housing Opportunity.